to share truth apply scripture i am jordan shambly and i am joined by cedar sarton yay yes they continue <laughs> to let me be on air i'm yeah. waiting on the day they come in and they're like no more no 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 I, I think i've said it before i don't i couldn't do this without you I'm i don't sure. know how to ru- i don't know how to run that board <laughs> oh it honestly like it, it's not i mean it, Doing live shows is one thing, mm-hmm. and you throw in things like playing clips and all that. That's another. But coming in here and turning this on and starting the recording yeah. is, um, as the guest that we have in studio can yes. probably tell you, is pretty pretty simple. It wouldn't take that long to yeah. show you how to do it. Well, with that, I do want to welcome to the studio um, Rick Robertson. Good to have you here again. Well, it's good to be here. I think this yeah. is my third time. Yeah. It, it that means be. you're doing something right, though. Yeah. We keep having you back. <laughs> right. uh, but, but it's been a a pretty good gap between yeah them. yeah yeah we well we try to give you room like mm-hmm. we don't want to like overwhelm you mm-hmm. you want to keep me guessing as far as whether yeah. you'll ever <laughs> invite me back yeah, yeah the we anticipation's don't part of the experience <laughs> there's no pattern to when we bring you on you just never know when it's coming until yeah, you right. until you get that email or that message and you're mm-hmm. like oh here we go again yeah it's it's an honor well for those uh listening who uh might not know why don't you tell them what you what you do here at afa uh, I produce Joseph Parker's program, which mm-hmm. is heard overnight, Hour of Intercession. Yeah. And I do uh, a midday show, music show, on our um, internet uh, network and also the local station here. Yeah. And then I do production, mm-hmm. doing the different 60-second, 30-second uh, radio ads, things yeah. like that, hodgepodge. Yeah. I, I, I fix popcorn in the morning. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> as well. yeah. it's very important uh, to those of you who are listening. Uh, AFA culture kind of revolves around mm-hmm. this popcorn machine that we have in the kitchen right outside the door here. You know, I, <laughs> I had the privilege of uh, giving a tour yeah. to um, – to a school today and so a group of students came in and we brought them through mm-hmm. and tim wildman our president for the ones who don't know um they were just coming on their break on today's issues and he comes out and he always likes to talk to people when they come mm-hmm. through if he can and so he's like greeting them and he lines them up down the hall like let's go get popcorn and he starts bagging <laughs> popcorn and handing it out the so popcorn machine is important <laughs> yeah, yeah they came in and ate it it's all it's very important yeah well, uh, we we do, we have Rick on uh, today to talk about an article that he wrote for uh, the Stand. Which, by the way, the Stand is uh, afa.net slash the Stand. If you want to go check that out, it is AFA's uh, online written presence. It's the blog where you can read everything that AFA has to say, pretty much. Yeah, like, and including everything from Engage. Exactly. Yes, that's that's our new home. Engage has a new home, and that is the Stand. So go check them out. afa.net slash the Stand. Um, but uh, yeah, Rick, you have an article on there. Uh, it's called The Hammer and the Hold. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, why don't you tell us, just give us a little brief introduction on um, what led you to write this article. Well, it's uh, The Hammer and the Hold is is based on the, um, something that happened to me coming out of high school. I was working for a carpenter, mm-hmm. and uh, I have this this fear of heights. Mm-hmm. And he had me up like on the, the second story there, the scaffolding. And you got this rickety scaffolding, and I'm trying to hammer this one <laughs> little board across there, and and the combination of hammering what mm-hmm. he wanted me to hammer, but 
holding on because my my life was in danger there. Yeah, uh, in 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 my mind. But then uh, looking at verses uh, like the verse I pointed out in Deuteronomy in the article that talks about the Christian life. You're living out the Christian life. You're doing these things, but then you're holding fast to the Lord. And I, I that reminded me of of my days. Uh, a short career mm. as as a carpenter of of you're you're doing the things you need to do, mm. but you're holding on at the same time. As a Christian, uh, you know it, it's we never uh, become independent yeah. of the Lord. It's it's doing the things He wants us to do, but boy, we better be holding on to Him along the way. Yeah, I love that illustration of. Um, because you're you're doing work, you're you're doing work, you're building something, you're following instructions. There's a lot of things that are going into this allegory mm-hmm. that that it, it does paint a very apt picture of what it's like to be a Christian striving to obey God in all sorts of all, all sorts of circumstances. Um, I, I I mean, as a parent, you know, you, you have kids too, and mm-hmm. um, you know better than me because you've been a parent for much longer than I have uh, of how like trying to be obedient in um, being a parent, being a father and being aware of the pitfalls along the way yeah. um, of how, if I respond this way, does it glorify God? Am I actually teaching them obedience? Um, am I teaching them the truth about sin? Um, also while I'm doing all of that, am I being loving, you know, am I being gracious? Um, that, that, that was one of the things that came into my mind uh, when you were talking about that that picture of holding on while mm-hmm. at the same time hammering because it is our actions like the hammering mm-hmm. that oftentimes give that shaking that that right. instability yeah you know it's it, the wonderful thing about the christian life is god doesn't uh, rescue us mm. and then just send us on our way but no there's this continual uh, dependence i think it's colossians 1 where paul uh, his prayer among other things was that the church there be strengthened with all might according to his, according to God's glorious power. Mm. It didn't say that you'd be strengthened with all, all might according to your power. Mm. No, it's according to God's power. So God continually uh, points us back to himself as as the source for our strength and as um, as the one to lean on and depend on and not, yeah. uh, not the person that stares back at us in the mirror every morning. Right. Yeah. Um, so when we think about those, um, I guess those dangers, you, I'm thinking about the, the, the scaffolding shaking. Yeah. Um, what could, what can those be sometimes? Cause, uh, in my mind, uh, on one hand, I know that it is in God's power that we're holding on. So it isn't the, 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 my own safety is not on my shoulders mm-hmm. in a in a way, right? But and then another way, it is. You know, right. there is obedience, there is action on my part. So, what is when we think about that danger? When we think about that, um, I guess that threat, that the the bad thing that can happen. What what are we what what are we thinking about exactly? Well, one of the things that comes to mind for me is the danger of as you depend on the Lord, as you lean on Him, and and then as he gives you success through that. Uh, boy, how many times have we thought, well, I, I've, I've got my act together mm-hmm. on this and I can do this on my own. So that, I think that would be one of the dangers is mm-hmm. um, to not um, look to your own strength and to to have that guard up. Am I doing this in my own strength? And, and we'll never do it uh, perfectly. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, so there's there's that God understands where we came from and understands uh, our shortcomings and our sinful nature, but um, just continually depending on Him. And I think uh, as as I look back and see the things where boy, it just didn't work mm. out the way I wanted it to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things um, that's helpful is to have um, good accountability partners. Good, and and they can just be people mm. that. Uh, not that you necessarily sit down and talk with, but just godly people. Surround yourself with godly people. I mean, uh, Jordan, your dad over the years has, mm-hmm. has been one of those people that uh, just by the way he lives his life mm-hmm. uh, makes me look at my life mm-hmm. and yeah. challenges me and um, convicts me at times. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too, definitely. Um, and I think, too, that's uh, where the means of grace comes in, Um uh, I mean, that's that that is the life of a Christian is mm-hmm. uh, these things that God has provided for us in our life that that draw us close to Him, but also you know keep us on the path of obedience. Mm-hmm. One of those being fellowship with other believers, right? Jo- being a part of mm-hmm. a church body, and not just having your name in the member list, mm-hmm. but being there and being a part of each other's lives. That that to me can be. A bit of a challenge. Yeah. Well, and how many times have have? Well, I'll put it this way. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, you know, you think Wednesday night. Uh, I'm just tired. I don't mm-hmm. feel like going. <laughs> yes. But you, you go out. You go to the Wednesday service, or you go to the service, and uh, so many times it's so refreshing just to see other brothers and sisters in Christ. Not only the faithful pastor preaching the message, but to be with other Christians. We. Uh, you could see why Satan would want us to isolate ourselves, mm-hmm. and and with the thing with COVID and people mm-hmm. getting used to 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 being at home right. on Sunday morning and and watching uh, the service online. Boy, we need each other in the mm-hmm. body of Christ. Yeah. And while I, I think that having the option to watch online is great for the ones who absolutely cannot get yes, out, there I think those, it is such yeah. a good option. I think that if you are able to get out, it is so important that you do mm-hmm. or you know reach out and talk to somebody for real it, yeah. it makes such a difference to have that person who comes to you and goes you know what's going on in your life one yeah. of a fellow mm. employee um kendra white i think people yes. we've had her on mm-hmm. before uh she works with american family studios and you've probably watched if you've listened very long you've probably heard her voice or maybe watched something that she put out she was always one of the ones that i could count on to come to me and like Mm-hmm. really ask and mean it not just come and just you know in passing say hey what's going on with you yeah that's great and, you yeah, know yeah. she she would stare into your soul and drag the information <laughs> out of you you, don't even, you know <laughs> and so she's one mm. of many that i work with here that mm. uh i appreciate will come and you know they really want to know what's going on yeah. with you you know yeah and, th- and that's good um in in southern culture something that i've i've noticed as i've grown up in southern culture is that we have this sort of exterior of sort mm-hmm. of not i want i don't want to say fake politeness but it's it, it is it is, it is yeah. very much sometimes a fake politeness but it's like this expectation of like there are definite boundaries that you do not cross yeah. even yeah. with people that you are so-called close with. And here and, in the <laughs> hospitality state, yes, um, yeah. it is a big part of our culture, and we mm-hmm. have to keep that, yeah. We it, have to keep that reputation yeah. of you know and being so welcoming. Gr- growing up in this environment, it is so uncomfortable for me to uh, be be the person asking that question, like seriously asking that question or receiving that, like that that. That requires a level of closeness, um, 
I think that sometimes people find it hard to reach, but it is if we're going to be fully obedient when it when it comes to you know being the iron that sharpens iron or or you know being a source of God's grace in the lives of other people, um, we need to go beyond uh, you know um, being willing to be the person asking that question, but we need yeah. to be willing to have that question asked mm-hmm. us. Um, that's what real accountability is: is when it's okay now you're open to it as well. Like you're not just going to be that, that person who's offering it to others. That's kind of the easy thing to do, but to receive it as well. And I'm going to kind of, I think we've kind of went off on accountability (laughs) track here, Uh, but just in an effort to steer us Mm -hmm. back to the article, um, you know, the word obedience Mm -hmm. can be so hard, especially today. You know, if you tell someone they should obey, uh, we rebel against that instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, culture, I mean, does. Like, I shouldn't have to do anything anybody tells me to do. Yeah. But, you know, obedience in God, there's, he's not just telling, I mean, sometimes maybe he does want you to obey just to obey, just to show your allegiance to him. Mm-hmm. But he knows the consequences of not obeying him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, for the ones who are asking, mm-hmm. why should I obey God? Do you have an answer for that, Rick? <laughs> I'm going to throw a good one at you. Well, um, <laughs> why should I obey God? Well, because that's what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I'm a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And through his word and through a pastor's message or different ways, he, he points me in a particular direction. And so I should want to be uh, obedient to him. Mm-hmm. And you uh, uh, sort of our knee jerk or maybe our flesh reaction is like you say, I don't want anybody telling me what to do, but you have this, this, uh, loving God, this holy God, this God who wants the very best for you. We, it's hard for us to, um, receive that at times, but he, he wants the very best for me. And, uh, not only that, here's this God, this holy God who saved a sinner like me. And I can, honor him by being obedient to him. I can bring him glory by being obedient to him. So uh, why wouldn't I want to be obedient? Mm-hmm. But but that's easier said than done. I mean, that's it, all that is truth, but yet there is this struggle between the flesh mm. and, um, and the spirit. Uh, but it's, it's for our good and it's for his glory. You mm. see it, you see it, you know, very young, uh, I remember a conversation with Jordan. Jordan, a lot of the times, um, I hope Anna is listening, his wife, Uh-oh. because uh, so you can know <laughs> that he talks about you and the kids all the time. You're his favorite subject, and, yes. I'm, and I'm glad to hear about you guys. <laughs> but I remember you talking about when you first see that little spark of rebellion mm-hmm. in your child's eyes when you're talking oh, about goodness. your oldest, yeah. especially, you know, and uh, it, it it's rooted deep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it and it happens earlier than you'd think it would. <laughs> now, I'm not one of those people who would say that, oh, yeah, your little newborn baby is able to manipulate you. I don't believe that at all. But maybe your three-year-old can, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. definitely. And it, it is heartbreaking to see that because it, one, because it's your child and you know, like, that you love them and you you want to communicate them that to them, but at the same time, you have to, you know, raise them. You have to discipline them sometimes and teach them right from wrong, and they're not going to like that all the time. Yeah. Uh, but also, it's because it is a, is a reflection of what's in your own heart. Um, I mean, goodness, what, that's that's one of the most powerful things about being a parent is that you find yourself 
in a picture of mm-hmm. your relationship with God from his perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and that's one of the, the, the most amazing things is that, you know, I'll be holding my, my little uh, newborn baby and I'll feel, you know, the emotions that I feel and, and knowing that this is just an imperfect version of what God feels to me. Mm. Um, but then even in those not so great moments where, you know, they've dumped out the whole toy box and threw <laughs> it's all over the house now and you've told them not to do that. That's my younger nephew's favorite game. He doesn't even play with the toys. What, what, yeah, what, what is with that? He just dumps yeah. out the whole box <laughs> and then he leaves. And just scatter it, yeah, as you, as you pass. That's what it is. Yeah, but, but that is a picture of who we are and... Um, and, and it, it should, and it doesn't all the time, but it should lead me to repentance, Mm -hmm. um, to desire to be obedient to God, because exactly what you said is as Christians, that should be our desire is to, to please him. And even when we know we can't do it perfectly, um, perfection is coming one day and we will be glorified one day and we're being sanctified now. Um, but we want to do what we can now in the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Paul said this a few times as well. Um, he talked about who will deliver me from this body of death? Jesus will. You know, that, that was, he's like, I, th- I thank I Jesus Christ for that. So he was looking ahead to eternity. Um, and that is something I think that needs to be the foundation of what we do mm-hmm. often uh, when we come in these difficult situations where, we, we, we feel our imperfection. We need to build a foundation on et- on our expectation of eternity. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I, you know what? <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> Let's mark that because I'm going to send it to the guys for a good radio clip. Right. That, that'll be an article. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure this article's already. Yeah. Know. Go ahead and start writing it now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be honest, Rick. I don't mm. see you as being rebellious. <laughs> you just, you're one of the calmest, most even tempered per- people that I've ever met. Of course, I don't live with you, so I guess we could contact you. <laughs> <laughs> get her on the phone. I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, we do. We do want to um, seek humility and serving God. Uh, but I, I think you touched on it uh, a little bit earlier. Um, but there, there are motives behind this, um, and sometimes they can be self-serving in, mm-hmm. in sort of a in sort of a roundabout way. Can you talk a little bit about how Christian living can actually sometimes mm-hmm. become a way of serving yourself? Well, you know, I, I think it's a, a, a constant struggle mm-hmm. because, um, and uh, boy, the things that come to my mind s- sometimes mm-hmm. when I do something, you know, it'll, it'll be a, a something good, mm-hmm. positive thing, uh, the Lord doesn't have anything wrong. Um, doesn't look at the action and say, "Oh, that action's wrong." But then I think, now who am I thinking about mm-hmm. when I'm doing this? Am I thinking, "Oh, well, my boss is going to be impressed with this," mm. or um, "My wife is going to, you know, I'm going to make points with her." Yeah. <laughs> points with her. I need points. And uh, but am I doing it for the Lord? Mm-hmm. So the the word motivation comes to mind. I think that's. We have to constantly check our motivation. Why am I really doing this? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and we're. I remember uh, years ago, as a young Christian, I was a narrator at the the um, the Christmas program. Mm-hmm. So, 
And I, w- I was really struggling. I said, Lord, am I doing this for for my for my glorification? You know, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm up there, and uh, the speakers are loud, so my voice sounds deeper than it really is. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, or am I doing this for the Lord? And really, he, mm-hmm. I believe, he brought me to the point of of, of recognizing, yes, I'm doing it for Him, mm-hmm. but because I have this sinful nature, there is that thread that runs through there, and I think a, a sinful thread that runs through everything. We as uh, fallen men and women touch, so um, so that helped me a lot because I I think Satan was wanting me to just say no, you don't need to do that because you're just doing it for mm, yourself, but, right? But so I, I don't I, we have to to um, uh, really seek the Lord in those things and make sure that we're doing them for Him, but understanding uh, we're not in heaven yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, and we don't want to. Um, wait till we're perfect before we obey. Right. Um, I think, I forget what exact, what hymn there is, but um, th- there, there's, there's a hymn and there's a, there's a line in the hymn that basically says, if you wait until you're better, or if you wait until you mm. are fully sanctified, you will never come. You will never make that step at all. Like right. you cannot sit there and be so obsessed with your state right now that you never actually obey God. Um, but being aware of those motives will help, um, I think, and, and, and like you said, it, it will it will help us know how to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, it will help us know what questions um, to ask of God and how to seek his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it, it is interesting how even it seems like the designs of the enemy, so Satan coming to us and saying, are you sure you want to do that? Right. It doesn't look like you have all your spiritual ducks in a row you might that that might be a stumbling block, you know, and and really pricking the conscience a little bit, mm-hmm. and how God can turn that around and use that for our sanctification, yeah, and how encouraging that can be, yeah. We we are marching to Zion, but we're marching there with a limp, you know. We mm-hmm. we have this <laughs> sinful sinful part, but but we mm-hmm. are moving forward, and God is doing a work in us. He is sanctifying us and and growing us and. And even our failures, him coming to us and mm. and um, making us more like his son through uh, discipline or redirection on things. Yeah, yeah. Um, in your article, um, I believe you 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 mention a little bit about uh, the fear of the Lord, um, and I, I kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit because I know there are some people who hear that and maybe they're not familiar with the term. And it it strikes them as a little bit harsh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it it is something that is very important for a Christian to understand. So let, let's talk a little bit about the fear of the Lord. How should we understand um, why we should fear God and what exactly that means? Well, my answer to that mm-hmm. is uh, the fear of the Lord is this great reverence for who He is, mm-hmm. and it's not a fear like um, uh, like I've got a father that I know He's going to. Uh, verbally or physically abuse me, right. and I'm, I'm shy away from him. No, but I have this great respect for God. He is a loving God, but he is a holy God. And uh, I think about you know people who go to the Grand Canyon, that there is a carefulness mm. about the way they approach the Grand Canyon. Um, there is a should be a carefulness about the way we approach Almighty God, this big God. Mm. And... Um, there's uh, A.W. Tozer has a book about the attributes of God, and mm-hmm. it just talks about 
and all these different things about our God, our sovereign God, our holy God, our loving God, our good God, our our all-knowing God. Uh, and and the more you look at that, you went, wow. Uh, so I think hmm. for me, um, there's less fear of the Lord when I become more consumed with myself. Mm. And I, I just think that the, as I um, avoid Scripture, as I'm not uh, taking advantage of these spiritual uh, feasts that the Lord puts before me like like I should, mm-hmm. um, I become bigger mm-hmm. in my mind, and God becomes smaller, yeah. you know, becomes less important. Um, so again, going back to... Uh, having Christian friends, spending time in God's Word, uh, taking advantage of the different means of grace, being there in church on uh, on Sunday and, mm-hmm. and feasting on what the Lord has for you there and just trying to stay close to, to spiritual things um, gives us a uh, more clear view, mm-hmm. uh, not a perfect view. We won't have that until heaven, but a more clear view of who God is, and we have that reverence for him, not a, not scared of him. He loves us, mm-hmm. but a reverence of him. Yeah, and it really is, um, I think, a fruit of love for God um, because, like you said, it's not that we're scared of punishment. We're not. It's not the abusive father you know, relationship where we're always fearing the strike or right. the, 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 the raised voice, but it is um, when you when you have a parent or a father who you love and you respect them, you're going to be careful how mm-hmm. you act towards them. There's going to be a certain level of, um, uh, re- there's going to be a way of approaching them that you're not going to, to, to do. You're not going to come up with them uh, carelessly and um, just sort of, you know, with no filter, you're going to want to show mm-hmm. them that you love them. I th- and so I think about, the, I've seen relationships before of mm-hmm. a father and a son where the father was not trying to be a father, but he was trying to be mm. just a best friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there was not the respect there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, God wants us to have a clear picture of who he is. Mm-hmm. He, he is father. He is this, uh, grand mm-hmm. God. He is this magnificent God, God of splendor. And we, uh, he he deserves to be treated that way. Yeah. And it's best for him. It's best for us. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we've got 30 seconds left. Um, thank you so much, Rick, for being on with us today to talk about this. It was an honor. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, Put the uh, article in the show notes. We will ab- there will be an article, uh, a link to this article in the show notes of this episode. If you're listening to it on um Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play. We have a bunch of places where the mm-hmm. podcast is uh, listed. Um, and if you're listening to this on the radio, you can go to um, where is the where's the podcast found at? The podcast. Yeah. yeah uh, is AFR.net. It AFR.net. Yeah. Th- that's it. Yes. I was going to give you the wrong find, place. Now you can find you. all of the podcasts mm-hmm. from American Family Radio on AFR.net. AFR.net. That's where it is. So uh, go check it out. And uh, until next week, guys, continue to share truth and apply scripture.